This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Futurefile, your weekly podcast exploring the technology changing the way we live, work and play. I'm your host, Jeff Parsons, the Daily Mirror's acting tech and science editor. And joining me this week is Mark Weinstein. He's my very special guest. He is the CEO and founder of MeWe, a privacy-based social network, the anti-Facebook, and one of the world's leading privacy experts. So, Mark, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a uh, background, a little bit of uh, sort of history of what you do, how you've, how you've come to, to, to get involved in this? Uh, yeah, and, and also a little bit about, obviously, where you work and, and how it came to be. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be on the program with you. Um, as you said, you know, my name is Mark Weinstein. I'm the founder and CEO of MeWe, which is a next-gen social network, which is the anti-Facebook. And, the anti-Facebook. You know, what that yeah. really means is that everything that's wrong with Facebook, we don't do. We don't track you personally. We don't serve you ads. We don't put anything into your news feed. We don't use facial recognition. You know, your data is yours. Take it any time. You know, we're not, we don't have any kind of personal tracking device uh, to manipulate or do anything with you or your data. And you have great social technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on apps, on desktop, everywhere, you know, disappearing content, custom features, a great custom camera. You know, private groups, open groups, private groups for your friends and your family, mm-hmm. open groups. We have 60,000 plus open groups for, you know, hobbyists and special interests, anything you're interested in or if you want to create an open group and have people join it. Um, you know, great news feed, a great chat feature. Yeah. That Now, listen, I'm actually one of the guys who invented social media. All right. So, yeah, because you, you've, you've been doing this for, for a, quite a while, right? Right, so. right. You know, at the turn of the century. Okay. Turn of the millennium, as we like to say. You know, yeah. I was you know running one of the first social media companies in the world. This is before MySpace. This is before Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we were called Supergroups, Superfamily.com, and Superfriends.com uh, were our top uh, sites, and we were PC Magazine top 100 company three years in a row. And Jeff, you're a technology geek, so mm. imagine this: yeah. we did all that on dial-up. We built social networks that worked on dial-up. That's how people got to the web back then. Right. So, I want to know when you start out with this. Do you start out with the social network construct or the privacy construct? Do you go right? We're going to build a social network, and then you sort of factor in privacy, or do you go right? Privacy is from the outset our goal, what we're all about, and like we're going to build the social network around that. Like, what's the first um, kind of construct of, of building it? So, in um, you know, originally there was no data. So, you know, when we when we look at the original social networks. Nobody was interested in collecting data. It was all about people communicating. And that's, in fact, how the web was invented by Sir Tim Berners-Lee, so that people could communicate, not for people to become data for corporations and for governments. Right. So, you know, now you fast forward to MeWe, which I started about five years ago. We started engineering it. And it started with me, I came back to build the new company to fix these problems because I heard Mark Zuckerberg say, privacy is a social norm of the past. And my jaw dropped. He did that on an interview, you know, with, I believe, The Guardian. Yeah. 
It was yeah. an incredible statement. It was an incredibly bold and flawed statement. Uh -huh. You know, imagine a world that is not perfect with, you know, flawed leaders mm -hmm. and bad leaders and bad people everywhere. And yet your information, everything about you, your political preferences, your religious preferences, your sexual preferences, your health issues, your opinions, you know, your relationships, everything about you would be public consumption. That, forgive me, but that's insane. Oh, it's, that's, that's crazy. And we actually have it enshrined in the European Convention of Human Rights. Article 8 is, is enshrines the right to privacy uh, in a person's home. Um, it is, it's, that's it. It's a blanket statement. It's, it's part of the makeup of our data protection legislation. Yeah, um, yeah. So to come out and say that is, is I don't know, it, it doesn't fly over here. No, no, and, and that's that's part of the philosophy of Facebook, you know, mm. this open world. It's 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 very ideal. It's not real. It's not it's not grounded in the real world. So, mm -hmm. uh, so when we started MeWe, the idea was the greatest communication technology with privacy you trust, and so we've engineered it from the beginning with what's called privacy by design. So right. now, now yeah. there's actually, you know, sort of an eth ethical, you know, sort of outline for what that means. And I was given an award by the Canadian government for being ambassador of privacy by design. Mm -hmm. So we're very proud of, of that at MeWe uh, for that. So what that means is our members have a privacy bill of rights. Now, this is separate from any regulation. This is just the right way to do it. Yeah. So we don't personally track you. We don't sell your data. We don't create a data packet on you. Um, you know, we don't use facial recognition. We have a great permission model and permission controls uh, for you. And, you know, you enjoy great social technology because privacy isn't about not talking to people. Privacy is no company is spying on you. The government's not spying on you. It's you and your friends. It's you and your special interests. It's you and your family hanging out. And that's what social media is for. And how you said um, earlier that, you know, uh, you, you got started way back with the turn of the millennium. So how can you give me an idea of how it's changed, how data has exploded uh, to your mind, uh, you know, over the last sort of I mean, we could go back 20 years, but I, almost even in just the last five years since you, you started uh, MeWe. So what's how do you see it has changed? So what happened is, is new companies started to sprout up in the you know, mid 2000s, you know, 2004 Facebook you know, five, six, seven, you know, and now now for really the last decade, um, data had became a big deal because companies realized that they could make money on data. Mm -hmm. And we live in a capitalist world, mm -hmm. and capitalism is really based on monetization. So, um, but traditional capitalism had nothing to do with people's data. It was always about serving the customer, providing the best product or the best service, and then people would be loyal to you and they would, you know, become your customers. So somewhere along the line, there was a fork in the road. And companies like Facebook and Google and Yahoo went down this fork in the road where they became data companies. Now, Facebook, and this is really important for our listeners, Facebook's not a social network. Facebook's a data company. And people are mistaken when they keep thinking of Facebook as a social network. Facebook's a data company. Every decision they make is about how can I get more data from you. When they decide to let you have more time, you know, interacting in your newsfeed with your family and friends, like they announce every couple of years, we're going to make a change so you can have more of that. Mm -hmm. That's all because they want more data on you. They want to see what you're talking about. They want to see what you're thinking. They want to see how people are responding so they can put that into their marketing data vacuum and then spit out the right marketing, the right ads for you. 
So it's not about actually giving you more time with your family and friends in, their, in your newsfeed because they think that's good for your life. It's about it's good for Facebook and their data. Their emojis, their emoticons mm. are all about data. Everything Facebook does is about data. They're a data company. And it's so scalable, isn't it? You start out at, when you start, it's, it's all free. So there's no upfront cost, which immediately uh, is attractive to people, I think. And then, you know, the more it's a snowball effect, isn't it? More and more users sign up, more people get data, the machine gets smarter, uh, and so on and so forth. Jeff, do you realize that today, um, and I want to say MeWe is free too, by the way, free forever, because you can make money with your customers by serving your customers, not selling your customers. So me, we serve, we serve our customers. We've got great technology that's standard and free. Me, we's free forever. If you want some extra features, you know, let's say you run out of storage, eight gigs are free. That's like sixteen thousand photos. If you run out, you can either delete a bunch, or you can just buy a little bit more storage. You know, we have a great chat feature. Our chat is great, best in the world. But if you want even an enhanced, if you want chat that doesn't even touch our servers, like, you know, WhatsApp's chat, secret chat, double end, uh, you know, special mm -hmm. encryption. So it's called double ratchet encryption. Mm -hmm. Then we sell you our MeWe secret chat. It's 99 cents a month, five ninety nine a year. Those are U.S. dollars. Right, of course. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, our standard chat is great. And, of course, it's encrypted, but it touches our servers. Secret chat doesn't touch our servers. It's end-to-end -end encryption, phone-to-phone. So we have some really cool features. You know, we have 1,800 emojis that are free. But if you want some custom emojis from some cool artists, then we'll charge you 99 cents for a package of those. And we've got MeWe Pro. So for our listeners who might be Slack users who've heard about Slack for their companies, enterprise collaboration, which is a big deal today because email is an old system that really is ghastly for communicating inside a company, yeah. we've got MeWe Pro. Separate desktop, separate apps for a company, for corporate communications, projects, et cetera. And it's free for educational institutions. So we have a so great revenue model. you're serving the different needs. You're serving the yeah, different needs. But here's, so, yeah. here's why I just said all that to you and to our, our listeners. Yeah. Because you don't need to track people and steal their data to make money doing the right thing. So how do you make money? Well, I just explained how we made money. Just that was it. So we've got optional features. We've got MeWe Pro, which is corporate you know, communication. Yeah. It's monthly recurring revenue per member. So if you're a business, just like Slack charges, we charge, but our product is actually far superior to Slack. So, but it's monthly you know, employee. It's less than $100 a year per employee for, to supercharge the communication inside your organization or your business. So imagine that. And we've had, I, I, what's the response been like? Because we've had uh, two sp big events that have happened in, in sort of the privacy world. First was the Cambridge Analytica scandal that, that hit Facebook, which we've talked about before on this show. And the second, and we'll get to this, is the incoming GDPR regulations uh, in Europe. Uh, and these two things combined have led to even sort of mass media outlets like, like what we are latching onto these and talking about it and um, discussing it. And that's led to um, people who may not necessarily kind of pay attention to these uh, sorts of things. Privacy, they just sort of tick the box and get on with it. All of a sudden, these two events kind of sort of separate each other, but also links have awoken like the, the, the need for privacy for the average person. Now, have you seen that in, in your products? Have you seen that, that, that sort of happen? You seem like the average absolutely. person is now yeah. aware of it and are right. looking for alternatives. Right, right. Well, you know, it's Facebook is like a bad relationship. So, you know, it's a relationship with irreconcilable differences, and we've stuck with it because there really never was an alternative that treated us 
properly, the treated as well. Now there is. It's called MeWe. M-E-W-E. MeWe. MeWe. Apps, desktop, everywhere. So we're growing like crazy right now. 100,000 new members a week. So, and people love it. You know, if you look at the trending on Twitter, uh, you know, the, the conversation is great. Because we've been engineering it for five years, so we've built a great product. Two years ago, we were given an award at South by Southwest, which is the premier award in our industry, mm-hmm. as Startup of the Year finalist for Innovative World Technology. So MeWe's a great product. Entrepreneur Magazine picked us as one of the best entrepreneurial companies in America. So we're credible. We're here. We're also run by a true privacy expert, which is, you know, is me. Yeah. So, you know, I talk around the world. I publish around the world. I publish in the mirror mm-hmm. articles about privacy. That's right. We've had some of your, your pieces so, in, in the mirror. And now what's happened is people have finally awakened. They're finally done with it. The delete Facebook movement is real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Facebook is even, you know, doing their best to barely comply with the new European regulation GDPR. Mm-hmm. So one of the things they did was they moved 1.5 billion of their members off their servers in Ireland to the United States in order to avoid the regulation altogether. Mm-hmm. Now, the other things that they've done are make it actually rather difficult to opt out of their data collection system in the you know in complying with GDPR. That's right. Yeah, I've 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 written a piece of this which is on the Mirrors Tech uh, section. Um, it's it's made more difficult to go into the settings and changes than it is to simply click agree. Right. Um, right. But what I mean, one thing that's interesting, and I'd like to get your take on it, is that contained. Actually, I should just back up a little bit um, because we've discussed GDPR on the website fairly extensively. We haven't mentioned it too much on the show here. So, just for anyone that's maybe not clear about it, this uh, this is a new uh, European privacy regulation coming into force uh, on May twenty fifth of this year, uh, and what it really does is to extend. Um, your rights as an individual, your rights to privacy, your rights to be informed about what it is that companies do with your data and to um, change it or, or to have it uh, erased if that's what you want. Um, and a specific inclusion in the GDPR is what's called the right to data portability. And now that means that you should be able to go to a, uh, a data controller, which is someone um, processing your data um, to fulfill a contract or for their legitimate interests and say, I would like you to um, either give me a full copy of everything you hold on me or to change it to another provider. Now, is that something that you think Facebook will be offering? Because Facebook, in the, after the, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, uh, scandal, made it possible to download everything that the company has on you. But what I, I'm not seeing is any way to export it or to move it across to another provider. Well. Okay. No, um, I'd like to know what so you So Facebook has to comply with the, the their EU members. That's they right. They have to comply, just like everybody has to comply. You know, uh, for us it's easy because we're already in compliance. Um, and uh, it's important as, as we talk about this European regulation, it doesn't stop Facebook from, you know, spying on you, tracking you, manipulating your news feed, creating a data packet about you. So I want our listeners to really understand that while it's a lovely regulation about more transparency, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't actually change the game. So you don't think it goes far enough? No, I think it's I think it's it's actually not government's job to regulate. I think it's it's the consumer's job to pick the right company. I think GDPR is is um, a really lovely and ambiguous law. Um, there's a lot of, of 
pieces that really, left to interpretation is, yeah. that the courts are going to interpret yeah. uh, in the, in the way that Europeans you know, write laws like these. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a it's a nice step forward, um, but. And the but is that, you know, the fundamental business model of Google and Facebook and Yahoo and other companies of, of being data companies, that doesn't change. So your data is still there. They're still able to manipulate your news feed. And we know that they do this. We know that last year that it was uncovered that they were targeting 14-year-olds who were depressed, suicidal, and just targeting them for ads because... They use artificial intelligence all the time. Their algorithm is watching everything you do all the time. It can identify your emotional mindset. And in fact, a couple of years ago, they even did an emotional manipulation study on 700,000 of their members without telling their members. These, this is why you can Google this, you can find it. Um, and this is interesting because the difference between European laws and American laws, it was uncovered in America that they weren't fine for it. They apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're sorry, but we actually, we, we actually conducted this survey on purpose. We were trying to see how it affects you if we change your news feed so you see only negative comments from your family and friends and how that affects your mood and how that affects what you post. But sorry, we, we weren't telling you. We're just doing a, a psychological experiment on you. Right. So, you know, they, they, you know, GDPR does, you know, and Facebook does let you download your content. Um, it's not really portable. Data portability is something that Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the web, is working on. Um, and the future of the web is really decentralization, where you're disconnected from your data anyhow. Mm-hmm. So these issues are going to disappear. So Facebook biz- Facebook's business model, when it comes to data, you know, may become obsolete in five or six years. You, you mentioned um, a little bit there the, the differences between the U.S. and the European mindset. Obviously, you are based in Los Angeles. Uh, we're recording this here in London. So can you speak a little bit to, uh, just to kind of expand on that point a little bit, the differences between an American approach or a U.S. approach to privacy and, and what we're seeing in Europe and yeah. what your take on yeah. that is? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because the American approach has been traditionally quite different. Uh, even with the Trump administration, you know, what they've done is basically break a lot of, uh, of privacy. They've allowed ISPs to track you and to associate the data that they get on you with you, um, which is a, a complete, you know, breakdown of privacy. Uh, and so now with the Cambridge Analytica breach, you saw the U.S. government, uh, you know, bring Mark Zuckerberg to mm-hmm. Congress and, and, and interrogate him, essentially. And, you know, it's possible that the U.S. government will put some regulations together. But I think what was the most notable comment of all, while Mr. Zuckerberg avoided answering every question that he could, was uh, one senator who said every lobbyist in Washington, D.C. is involved in these hearings because, you know, Facebook is a huge, rich, deep pocket company. Mm. And so they have every lobbyist in Washington essentially on their payroll. So I don't think we're going to see very deep regulations. And countless times during his interrogation, Mark Zuckerberg offered to participate with the government to help them figure out how to regulate Facebook. So, you know, I I think we'll see something with not very much teeth. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so I like to also, um, if we can get in uh, at this show, like just a couple of sort of tips and tricks that people can kind of take away and implement themselves. Um, now is the perfect time to talk about privacy and to give people a couple of ideas of things to maybe go and look look at um, because it's, it's so much in the news at the moment. So um, what I would say to you is if you could offer a couple of little tips to some people that they can not specifically 
you know, really tech heavy, but just kind of a few basics that people can kind of go away and do. And I, you can't say sign up for your company. <laughs> I mean, we, we've got right. that. We've got well, that. But I just want to like, just stuff that people are already using that maybe they should go and take another look at. Okay. They're going to get, actually, uh, another question I'm going to ask you as well. But uh, yeah. firstly, just a couple, a couple a of A lot of rules here, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, if you're using WhatsApp, get rid of it. WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Facebook got fined $122 million in the EU recently for tracking every member of WhatsApp and taking all that data and putting it into the Facebook data vacuum. So Facebook's tracking you at WhatsApp, so get rid of WhatsApp and go ahead and use something like Signal or Secret Chat at MeWe. Mm -hmm. You know, go use a real encrypted chat product that doesn't track you. WhatsApp tracks you. In fact, uh, the co-founder of WhatsApp just told everybody to delete Facebook, and the other co-founder of WhatsApp just resigned from Facebook's board. So uh, that's something you can do, and it's very practical. You know, we like, so we're all using six or seven apps for communication, and if you're using WhatsApp, it's time to deep six it, get rid of it. it. Um, Another thing you can do, this is also important, is it's time to delete your Facebook account. You know, Facebook is a data company. They have no ethics. They have no sense of integrity or morality. They've proven that time and time again. They've been fined, you know, countless times in Europe, countless times around the world. Um, And they've lied to us so many times. It's time to find an alternate. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, that can be MeWe. That can be something else. Um, You know, I just want to, you know, say for the record that no one has ever built a competitive platform that can really compete with Facebook with Mm -hmm. the features that you love except for MeWe. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my mission is to fix this problem. I'm one of the guys who invented social media, and we invented it so that people could communicate together, not so people could become data and be spied on by governments and corporations. Mm-hmm. All good. I, it's just flagged. That's, that's something I, I did want to ask you. Is I um, am seeing, I'm sure lots of people are now seeing, a lot of... Um, uh, emails coming in saying we've updated our privacy notice. We need your consent to continue. Uh, that's that's as a result of GDPR. Um, but it was I was talking to someone the other day and they said, oh, we're going to start seeing consent fatigue, which is people are just going to get overwhelmed with these new T's and C's, and, and they're just going to go for the easy option. Facebook is capitalising on that. We mentioned earlier making it easier to accept than it is to change the settings. So. My one thing I would say in response to what you just said is that for for many people, it's just going to be too easy to just let this thing kind of wash over them and not change anything, not go and hunt out an alternative and stuff. So how do you? I mean, part of it is there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence that people are going to be fatigued by that. You don't you don't think so? The delete Facebook movement is strong. There's a lot of evidence about it. Um, You know, they're seeing a significant reduction in participation on their platform, and. Even if people are accepting, and first of all, people are trusting that the new privacy agreements that they're agreeing to, that because they're complying with GDPR. So that's actually okay to just to check that box. What Facebook is doing is a little different because Facebook is not only trying to get you to not opt out of their data, which is different than accepting their privacy policy, but Facebook actually, and what people don't realize, Facebook now can introduce facial recognition for the first time in the EU. Facial recognition has been banned in the EU. It's been banned in Canada also. And interestingly enough, there's like a little loophole in GDPR. Because now of this change in the law, Facebook now gets to introduce facial recognition in the EU. And you want to definitely reject this. And this is buried into their acceptance. They're not actually saying, oh, by the way, you're accepting facial recognition. So that now, you know, you'll be tagged in every picture that anybody posts of you anywhere. 
and the Facebook data ecosystem can actually throw that into your, your data and can identify, oh, you were here, you were there, you were at this restaurant, you were at this party, you were there. So, um, you know, <laughs> this is really not good, everybody. Right, right, right. So that, that is interesting that you think, because I, I foresaw myself, I just, I sort of foresaw this, like, the, the uh, I don't know, the, the effort, the will, I suppose, a little bit to, to get in there and change settings. It, yeah, like, I, I could see it being too much of an issue for, for people. It's just, there are so many people I know on Facebook, I'm just going to carry on and, and trust that they're doing the right thing. But you've told me that that's not the case. And that's, that's yeah, I think it's time, and I think it's interesting, Jeff, that you say that, because you're in tech. But even for the average person, We've been burned and apologized to yeah. by Facebook countless times. Literally every year, you can trace it back. You know, we get an apology from Mark Zuckerberg almost every year for the last, you know, 10 years. Um, and then nothing changes. So it's time for us to, to recognize that we've been fooled enough, and it's time not to be fooled anymore. And if you're going to stay on Facebook... Make sure you opt out of their data system. Take your time to go through mm. the screens, um, you know, instead of just clicking the blue button because they want you to click that they blue button. They just want you to click the blue button, yeah. Don't click the blue button. No, take take some time and, and look into it. Yeah, or just get rid of it. Or just get rid of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's that's about all we've got time for. Let me add one more Could thing you, because, oh, yeah. you know, there are, there are early executives from Facebook and Google who now have created not-for-profits and they're telling people that actually social media, the way Facebook does it, is, is actually bad for you. It's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, these are executives who, are, who were wealthy from being early, but now they regret it. And so you can see this a lot. I've is written about Sean it. Is Sean Parker? Is he one of them? Um, I don't is know if Sean Parker is, is one of the guys as part of this movement. Um, but there mm-hmm. are actual you know, examples of these. You know, They were young then. Now they have kids. And yes. now they're saying, wow, yeah. this is really bad what what we did is unhealthy for society so you know MeWe is different because MeWe doesn't do any of that bs stuff um, that facebook does we, we use the word bs you know mm-hmm. any of the these sort of incorrigible egregious things um, but facebook is really unhealthy and also the way that if you're getting your news from facebook remember they're filtering your news so your your ability to critical think about issues like what happened here with brexit like what happened in America with the presidential election. If you're relying on Facebook for your news, then you're not getting everything, you're not getting the whole truth, and you're not getting enough to make intelligent decisions. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Okay, listen, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to come over here and to, to join me on the show. Uh, it's been really interesting having you having you talk to us. Um, and obviously, thanks a lot to everyone. Thanks to all of you for listening. Um, we do Future File every Friday. Um, if you've got any suggestions, comments, queries, you can drop us a line uh, on Twitter. It's just twitter.co.uk slash Miratech. You can also drop a uh, comments um, into the articles as well. Just let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, that's going to be all, all, for, all from us this week. But uh, check back in for next week's episode. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thank you.